Hello, and welcome to Eat the Word. My name's Karen, and I'm the church warden at St Peter's Church in Bentley, Doncaster. We hope these podcasts help you spend time with God regularly. In each one, we read the Bible, listen to what it might be saying to us today, and then have a few moments of quiet to reflect. You can comment on our Facebook page or send an email to hello at stpetersbentley.org. If you need a Bible and live in Bentley, Doncaster, we'd love to give you a free copy, so do get in touch. If you don't live in Bentley, there's a helpful link in the episode notes to a place you can buy one. Today we're continuing with the book of Acts and looking at Acts chapter 1, verses 12 to 26. If you have a blue NIV Bible, it's on page 1092, or you can just listen. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. With the payment he received for his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong, his body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called that field in their language, Akeldama, that is, field of blood. For, said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms, may his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men. Joseph, called Barsabas, also known as Justus, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias. So he was added to the eleven apostles. So the disciples have just seen Jesus being taken up into heaven from the Mount of Olives, where he told them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit, which the Father had promised. I like the fact that they did exactly what Jesus told them to do. We read that they went back to the city and to the upstairs room where they were staying. Luke tells us that all eleven were there, as well as the women. 
including Mary, Jesus' mother. It's interesting that Luke tells us how they joined together constantly in prayer. I wonder what they were praying about. I think they must have been considering and contemplating the words of Jesus. He told them, you'll be baptised with the Holy Spirit. They must have been wondering, how will this baptism happen? What does it even mean? Because they'd got no precedence for it. And he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. I imagine they must have thought, will we have new superpowers? Will we be able to just walk through walls and come and go at will? Like Jesus did after the resurrection. And Jesus had also given them an agenda. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. How could they witness for Jesus in Jerusalem and Judea? which was the surrounding countryside, when almost everyone living there had demanded Jesus be crucified. It wasn't unreasonable to assume that people would be against them and that they might be arrested. And Samaria? That was where the hated semi-foreigners lived. And then to the ends of the earth. How will we travel that far with our limited resources? And why would they listen to us anyway? I think all these things must have been spinning around in their heads. The questions were endless. All the whys, whats and how. But they joined together constantly in prayer. That was some prayer list and I'm sure the disciples will have been praying about all of them. But there was also the problem of Judas who'd betrayed Jesus and was now dead. Just a few weeks ago, he had been one of them. He was their friend. They had spent the last three years together as a close-knit team. Jesus had selected 12 disciples, but now there was only 11 of them. So when Peter stands up and talks about replacing Judas, it's clear that they were also reading the scriptures and in particular the Psalms. It was in the Bible that they got answers to some of their questions and were able to make sense of this situation. The direction they took was rooted in scripture and they drew lots to select Judas' replacement. Peter was also clear that it had to be someone who had witnessed everything they had, from John's baptism to the ascension. If they were going to testify of Jesus' resurrection, they all had to be true witnesses. What does it mean for us today? We all have situations in our lives where the ground is shifting and we feel out of control, like our whole world is suddenly thrown into disarray. That may be because we've lost something, like a job, a home, a marriage, our health, or the death of a loved one. We all suffer loss and tragedy at some point in our lives, and we find ourselves not knowing what to do. Sometimes, even not knowing who to trust. And what are we to do at times like this? Sometimes we think action is the best course. We can apply for another job. We can look for another house. We can try marriage counselling. If it's our health, we can go see the doctor. And these are all sensible things to do. But it's important to remember that for the child of God, our primary focus and first thought should be to pray consult the Bible and wait on God. Give all your concerns and cares to God. Tell him how you're feeling 
Wait on him and let his word lead and direct you. There's a wonderful verse in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. It says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And then in verse 10 it says, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. So let's have a short time of reflection to think about the things that are going on in our lives at the moment and what we're doing about them. Are we praying about them? Are we consulting the Bible? What does God say about it in his word? Thank you, Lord, that we have the privilege of being able to pray. We can bring all our cares and worries to you, knowing that you hear us. You want us to pray and bring our requests to you. You want us to be in relationship with you. Thank you that you gave us your word. We have the Bible to lead and guide us in any situation or circumstance. Help us to read the Bible and pray more until it becomes our primary focus and activity. Amen. I hope you managed to meet with God today. If Eat the Word has helped you, please share it with others and leave a review or some stars on your podcast platform. We'll be continuing with Acts next week. Hope to see you then. God bless.